0: Uh, just sense that God is speaking about dreams and visions, so if you've lost your dream, if your dream's broken, if your dream got broken, I want to talk about dreams because God gives dreams, amen? God gives dreams, he, and, and when I say dreams, as a leader of the church, I have a dream for the church to be the church who's like me. I believe the church, when people come with cancers, they can be laid hands on and the power of God's spirit comes upon them. <laughs> And just that ugly thing comes off them, that cancer, that tumor. In Bill Johnson's church in Redding, California, the guy drove about five hours, came into the foyer. The house was filled. Couldn't even get into the house. His big belt was on and around this tumor. He got to the foyer. The pastor is doing what he does best. Here's a commotion, walks through the crowd. There's a big commotion in the foyer the guy's tumour had fallen off the side, it had fallen off, off him. Pants had fallen down, and the ushers and the deacons, (laughs) and it happens all the time, and it happens all the time. We want it to happen here on the coast, you're hungry for it, do you want it? I think Aussies do, they want the real deal. You know, they want the real deal. They want the real deal. So we've got to come up with the real deal, guys. We can't be pratsying around with this much, much longer. It's not a philosophy we have. It's not a, some mindset. It's not some good intentions of appeasing God. Coming to church and, you know, we're really serious about this, that we can come and gather together. Didn't you love the Twitter, uh, why we gather? Brian Houston started it. He got it from somewhere else. And it's all about why we gather why we gather, it's phenomenal, I love it it's all the great statements about why we gather, you know, when two more are gathered, there he is you know, if all the strings didn't gather, what, what would Dan's guitar sound like, If all those six strings, of just one string I know Jimi Hendrix started on one string, his dad gave him a beat up old guitar, and just one string was good, Richie Blackmore was the same guy to Deep Purple, anyway and, uh, but we like to hear six strings on the guitars, four strings on the bass, five be great so why, we, why do we gather? Why do we gather? Because there's energy, there's power, there's encouragement. And when you look at why we gather in the Bible, there's a lot of scriptures about being encouraged and we're called to minister to each other, speak spiritual songs. I've not actually seen anyone do that, but sing psalms over each other. And you know, And I'm sure it's happened in this church, certainly in the, in the days of craziness. But, um, pardon yeah, I mean, Julie has. She's sung over people and prophesied them and with that too. And... But God wants you to dream again, guys. And I'm after some people tonight. I'm after some people who've lost their dream. And young people too, I'm speaking to you because you can be a professional musician. You can be an artist. You can be a singer in a rock and roll band. <laughs> in a... Well, you can if you give glory to God. If you, dec- if you make that decision that look i want to I want to be uh, a singer in a rock and roll band, but I want to give glory to God it 's it's possible that you can be that that person you want to be a professional athlete Michael Jordan, but God says, yeah, but what do you want to do with it? I want to be like Michael Chang who won the French Open when he was seventeen. In the 80s, when I was watching TV in 87, 88, and Michael Chang, 17, the youngest, the youngest man to win the French Open, stood in front of the whole world and said, "And I give glory to Jesus." I oh, love that! Who's that great uh, soccer player? That um, Kaka, is it Kaka or someone? Oh, that's a terrible name. Kaka. And and he wants to be a preacher when it's all done. He wants to be a preacher, and he. Too. What about when the, when the Brazil won the World Cup and they all had underneath their, their sweaters, they, they had Jesus, is Lord or something. Am I right? Yeah. So God wants the glory. So let's get to this. Let's get to this. Got your Bibles? You can turn to Judges chapter 7 and we'll finally get there. But we've got some scriptures coming up to bless you. 20 minutes. Give me 20 minutes. I've got a couple of statements, and I love Twitter. I get some great stuff off there. I'm a Twitter guy. I love to Twitter. And if you want to Twitter me, you can. Uh, Phil Oldfield, I'll help you what I'm doing during the day. In the sense of chasing God down, I'm prayer walking, I'm finding revelation in God, I'm, I'm having, you know, I'm just on a journey just like you. So... I love this one. I don't know who this person is. N Hill. Uh, Cherish your visions and your dreams. They are the children of your soul and the blueprint of your ultimate achievements. Love that. Love that. And I've got a statement here. Living your dreams isn't easy. It takes persistence, tenacity, along with faith in yourself, in God, and the visions He has given you. Each one of you, listen to me, each one of you, has before you a proposal. Say proposal. God has a proposal for the highest purpose of your life. A great purpose, a high purpose for your life is probably in your dream, God's dream for you. So I'm asking you right now, what are you dreaming? What are you dreaming about yourself? What do you hope to do? What do you want to see happen through your life? God loves to download dreams through people and then he's hoping that that dream that you capture will outwork his plans, his purposes. Let me give you some personal uh, experience of this and I'll give you a biblical one through Gideon. Um, In the 90s, we got revived by God. We got hammered by God. We got totaled by God, smashed by God, however you want to say it. We had our spiritual boat tipped over. We were just a nice Christian family going to church. I was a pram pusher. Julie was the outspoken one. She was the one that was evangelizing through her dance school. It was phenomenal. Training up all those young kids that still come up to this day and say, Thank you, Julie. Thank you for all that great experience. They had in evangelizing, really. Julie had a dream through a dance school to express the gospel. We would do the Laycock Street Theater uh, shows every year and and it was great. God was so in that people would get saved, kids would feel like man we 're involved in something here. this is beyond dance we 're touching and blessing people 's lives. This is phenomenal, and so Julie was great at that, but then God caught up to me, smashed me, and said, I'm looking at you now, and I want to go to the story of Gideon eventually and help you with the struggle I had to be stretched and to entertain what God had proposed to me as a dream. Say dream. God is a dreamer. God's nature is in you. He created you in his likeness. He's a dreamer. He created this earth out of nothing. And so sometimes a dreamer is someone who sees nothing, and faith is like this, I think, guys. You hang on to nothing until it becomes something. You hang on to nothing. You hang on to 11 acres of property. It's not even yours, but you start bringing the trucks in and having the fill in. And a guy pulled me up in one of our prayer meetings, but pastor, we don't own that land yet. He says, I said, don't we? I said, well, I just brought 300 ton of fill in on the land in the last week. And I said, we're going to own that land. Trust me. It was something, I was a maniac. You know, this stuff makes you a maniac. Some people get like this for their career. Some people get like this for their sports endeavors. Some mad surfies here. Who's the the guy, the Australian guy that's doing really well? Who's going to probably win the world, world title? I don't know. Joel Parkinson. Joel Parkinson. I bet that guy is a maniac for surfing. There used to be a song, I'm a maniac, maniac for your love. Oh, on the floor. Oh, on the, yeah. Didn't we have fun last night at the 21st? That was great. We rocked. 21st party of Vicky. Yeah, come on. We went there and uh, we had these Catholics, just sensible, bunch of people that were nice. people. I thought it was in the church. I thought it was in about 50 people in a nice setting, 21st party, nice meal. Then we hit the dance floor. And as soon as Michael Jackson comes on, it's over, baby. We're... And the minister is out there, this guy, the minister of C3 Tugger. I don't know if anyone knows him. He's out there, man, and the jacket's... And so... And the people said... And I had a lot of people looking at Julie and I as we were dancing, enjoying ourselves. I believe Jesus danced at parties. Who believes that? He, you know, he turned, turned, wine, turned water into wine. Help me, help me. Do you, you believe Jesus partied? Why did, why did sinners hang around Jesus? Because, he was just so good to be around. And so, as we're partying on this little dance floor, as big as this, these people were goggle-eyed. Their uh, dro- jaw dropped, and and eventually they came up to us and said, "We are so blessed." So what do you mean? We're so blessed that you, being a minister would actually dance and be the life of the party. My wife said, why can't you dance like that to her husband? Why can't you dance like that? And so this guy shaken my hand and said, thank you for the night. We've just had such a blessed night because it's life, abundant life that God wants to give every one of us. So the dream is very much like that. It's about the abundance of your life. You can have your life shrunk back into a little unbelieving mindset of what you might think your life's about, but then you get saved. And then the next most important decision of your life, I believe, is this. Get a dream. Get a dream for your life. Because now you're hooked up to the supernatural power of God to bless you. You're born for a reason, for a season. In Ephesians 1.4, it says that, that you were chosen even from the beginning. You were chosen, gifted, anointed, talented. You have abilities, Luke, Garth, Dan, design, Jilly, all right, (laughs) Candice, everyone. Listen, guys, uh, each one of you has been purposed from the very beginning. God made you in his likeness and he said, it's very good. It's very good in Genesis. Greg, God said, It's very good. That skill you have, that heart that you got, those that 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 love you got for God and the and the scriptures that you give us every Monday morning. Awesome. And and God said, It's very good I've made Greg. It's very good I've made Julie for Phil as a helpmate. Come on. It's very good. You've been chosen. You've been chosen to live in this hour, in this moment. You are gifted, talented. You have gifts and talents that need to be optimized, anointed, deputized by the courts of Calvary. We need to get you mobilized. And it's incumbent upon the church to mobilize you into your wildest dreams. Do I have a scripture that talks about? Ah, hallelujah. We're on a roll now, aren't we? Come on, come on. Ephesians 3.20 says, I'm going to keep moving right through, baby. Ephesians 3.20, grab some of this, get your notebooks, get your, get your pens out, because I'm going to fly through this. I need to get to Gideon. But Ephesians 3.20, I like it how it says in the message, God can do anything, you know, far more than you can ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. God loves dreamers. He's the giver of dreams and the mender of broken ones. Aren't you thankful for that? And I want to ask you tonight, is there a dream in your heart? And on the way to your dream, God builds character. God builds faith. God's done that for me. I was like Gideon hiding out, hiding out in the dry wine press, scared maybe. Not that much, but still, I wasn't, putting my, I wasn't in line to be used by God. I'm not in line going, use me. I was like, I was shrunk back, man. I was shrunk back. And that's what happened to Gideon. Gideon was approached. By this angel. Imagine being approached by an angel. God says. I think the show would be over, but if you look at the story, it's all this stuff. I'll just make sure. Yeah, whatever you reckon, angel. But I'm going to make sure. And I can understand that, but it's, we'll get there. God is enabled. Let's start with this. What do you dream about? What does God enable you to see that does not yet exist? You will never outdream God. What did we see for Tugra? What did we see on this 11 acres of land? I see a church, I said to the lady that owned the land. I see a church. She, she, said, she said, you're crazy. Look, if you want this land, you've got to pay for it. I don't know about your church, but, but you know, it's for sale. I said, no, I see a church. God wants your land. I'm like a maniac. I'm like, I'm like a man who dreamed of a day of God. Building a church right here, right now, to see a harvest come in. Men raised up, women, families rocking for God, people empowered, loving God. Why on Christian school, ablaze with the glory? Why on high school, ablaze with the glory? People being called out, musicians, future preachers, future builders of the church. Young people, you are the future of the church. you got to believe, you got to have a dream like we did, like we are now, of the church becoming so much more than it presently is we need you to dream with us ollie you can be prime minister but you got to give glory to god amen (laughs) come on give it up right there someone's prophesied he's going to become prime minister pursue your dream no matter how far-fetched it may seem guys for dreams are like children they are the joy of your present and the hope of the future Protect them feed them encourage them to grow because as long as you have a dream You will never be old seeing people get old before their time. They've lost their dream. Their dreams been broken Please listen to me tonight. I want to encourage you. Yes God proposes you with dreams. Yes, you might get a glimpse of it and grab hold of it But yes, there's gonna be a battle for that dream. There's gonna be a war over your life There's gonna be a devil that comes at you. You think you're gonna be a preacher. I'll show you You think you're going to win the World Cup surfing championship? I'll show you. It's just normal par for course. And going for your dream, God on the journey perfects your character, trains you up to fight, to believe, and you become this person other than what you presently are. God is a dreamer. Romans 4.17 says, I love this, and, it's, and I think it's, it's incredible. Dreaming things into existence is God's speciality. I love that. Romans 4.17, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. Faith is reaching up and grabbing hold of nothing and holding on until it becomes something. We hang on, we hang on by faith until it becomes something. We hang on to a dream, we hang on to this deal, Because one day, it's going to manifest. One day, your friend's going to get saved. One day, that person's going to be healed. One day, we're going to build a church. One day, we're going to come out of the school halls, out of the tent, into the building. We're going to have a projector. We're going to have... And bang. It's faith. It's a dream. Who believes in dreams? Who believes God's downloading dreams into them right now? Who believes that they're getting... Come on. I've got to get to Gideon. Got to get to Gideon. Got to believe in ourselves. We've got to get rid of these beliefs, the beliefs in the shadows. Things that say, you can't do it. You're nobody. Who do you think you are? Those things that are in the shadows, we've got to pull them in. We've got to say, you, come out of there. Stand there in the light of the glory of God. You, come out. Come to church right now. I'm going to deliver you. as you foul demonic spirit. Every spirit of doubt, mockery, every spirit that would come against you in your dream, your life, we need to bind that loose that. We don't talk like this much anymore, do we? But we do. We've got to bring it in from the dark. That committee party, they have a committee. You ever heard of a committee? We, us guys over here in the shadows, we believe, Phil, that you just can't do it. It's just not, not possible. Yeah, we know you. We've known you since you were a kid. You weren't real good at school, to be honest. And and who do you think you are? There's far better, more uh, eligible, uh, worthy uh, people that could do what you're trying to do. You sh- you need to step back. Who do you think you are? And you bring those thoughts in. You say, "Come here, in the name of Jesus." <laughs> Woe is me. Hardly done by pity party. Come in here and we will deal with you in the light of the glory of God and bring it under subjection to the word of God. That's why you need the word. That's why you need the word. You bring everything to the subject. You bring everything to the knowledge of Jesus. Isn't that right? That's what spiritual warfare is. And so then you end up standing on the foundation of your life that says you were born for a reason. You've been chosen, selected. You are gifted. You are talented. You are unique, you are wonderful, awesome, amazing, you rock. If these guys that go on Australian Idol think they can sing and they try and sing and it's not good, certainly we can stand on the Word of God that says we're saved, set free, born again, delivered, children of God. And we can believe that we can rock for God. And that is not presumption. This is not presumption. It's the Bible. This is the Bible, the B-I-B-L-E. And so Gideon was a guy like that. He chose us in him before the founder. He chose you. So if nobody values you or shows you love in any way, this verse shatters and dispels all rejection by letting you know that God chose you. Some of us haven't had fathers, mothers, some of them haven't, we still haven't got people that mentor us, encourage us, but you know what? God says, I chose you. Let's get to Gideon. Let's quickly look at it. My time is gone. For me, it was like Gideon. He wasn't looking to be stretched or to be used by God. In fact, he was hiding in a dry wine press for the fear of the Midianite armies. So we're going way back into the Old Testament, the book of Judges, chapter 7, thereabouts. Then along came God's angel saying, You are a mighty man of valor. Huh, me? And Gideon is shaken. He's shrunk back. The Midianites are roaming around, just ravishing the place and taking what they need. And Gideon is a God person, but he's in fear of the Midianite army. That is about 250,000 of them. And God's angel comes to Gideon and says, you are a mighty man of valor. And then as we go th- through the story, it says, now sound a trumpet blast. And all these men, fighting men, Israelite men, Israel of uh, the Israel army, 32,000 come. To Gideon. 32,000. But 250,000 of the enemy. And then God says, I want you to lose some of these guys. I want you to put an invitation. Who is afraid? Who is afraid? And he lost in that vote 22,000. 22,000. Thank you, Frank. It's a bit vague now. But 22,000. Now he's left with how many? How many? 10,000? 10,000. Well, he's, this, is, you know, this is not as... Still, I've got 10,000. Uh, we could be able to do this. And then God says, No, I've got something I want you to do again. I want you to take these likely lads down to the water's edge and we're going to check out how they drink out of the water. And so these guys... I don't know how this works, but some of the guys rocked up to the water... And they just hit the water, drinking like a dog, just lipping, sipping and licking and sucking and out of the water. <laughs> They've just thrown their weapon. They must have been thirsty. But there was these other guys that approached the water's edge. Guys like Luke, Andrew, Garth, Dan. I'm looking at them because they're on the front. And they're, and they're, they got a cup of the water. They take... Looking around, looking around, just checking it out, making sure that things are cool. I don't know what this is telling us, but out of those 10,000, they were reduced to 300 that drank the water. A little bit more, the word, I don't know if you know what it means, but circumspectly, it's a little bit more. It's like those guys that we watch on TV. Who was that? Transporter, three, transporter three. Someone said, watch this. This will do you good, Pastor Phil. It's a bit like that guy. He knows only one couple of words, not much dialogue, doesn't matter. But he looks great, man. He's the guy we need on our church too. And he, he takes that drink. He said, that's one. Yeah. So 300 of those guys, 300 of those guys, the ones who are afraid, 22,000, leave them out of the equation. And Judges chapter 7 You remember the story, Gideon obeyed when God told him to bring the men down to the water as he watched how they drank. Of course, he was left with 300. Zechariah 4, 6 says, not by might, not by power, not by by the Spirit, says the Lord Almighty. I'm going to purchase 11 acres of land with 80 people, I think we were, when we purchased this land. We weren't a 1,000 people. We didn't have millionaires in the church, but we had a people that were faithful, people that would come out and give radical love offerings like what we did here tonight. People that would come to prayer meetings and pray all night pray seven, seven years on Chapman Hill, seven years every Tuesday morning, pray, pray one hour, two hour, praying over Wang, praying to dislodge to dislodge the powers of darkness to allow God to flourish to and we prophesied over Wang we prophesied over tugra, we prophesied over this place because we dreamed we were men like. Who dreamed of a church arising and shining? For the glory of the Lord rises upon you. Is this good for you tonight? And so here's the next funny thing that happens. Judges 7:13. I haven't got time to go through it exactly. My time's gone. But if you go to Judges 7:13 to 15, Gideon was asked to get his servant, and they sneaked down to the enemy's camp. 250,000 of these guys. And Gideon and the servant have crept down, strange instruction I know, in order to make it possible for Gideon to have enough confidence, God was asking Gideon to get down to the camp and hear something that would be spoken in the camp at night between 10 and 12 o'clock. Gideon's hiding in the shadows and they could hear this man coming. I just had a dream. One of the Midianites, one of the enemy guys comes in and says, I just had a dream. What do you mean? What, what, what was it like? Oh, it was really strange. I, I had a dream that that went like something like uh, this barley cake. This barley cake. What does that mean? It's like it's like the word uh, the, the bread, uh, but it goes back uh, with an interpretation that it's Israel. But didn't Jesus say he was the bread of life? Didn't Jesus say he was the bread of life? So this barley cake rolls into the camp. And it just shatters all the tents. All the tents are just blown away. And this other guy says, Man, I know what that dream's about. That dream's about that guy called Gideon. Gideon is going to come in and take over the joint. He's going to invade the place. He's going to upend the place. They realize that the man of God, Gideon, had this potential. And so all of a sudden... Because God couldn't get it through to Gideon, God sent Gideon to the enemy's camp to hear what the enemy was saying about him. Daniel, if we could hear what the enemy would say about you right now, man, you would go, wow, am I that cool? Am I that authorized? Sometimes we don't realize how gifted, how anointed. Sometimes we need to realize that we're the enemy's worst nightmare. And if this nightmare, which was a dream, could be heard by Gideon, and Gideon said, I know what we can do now. I have heard from the word of the Lord. I've heard the dream that... Because God used to speak through dreams very profoundly in these days. You know what? I think if we could ask the enemy what he thinks about you, we might get a little bit of a wake-up call to who you are. What's this guy here? What's his name? Sam? Man, I'm telling you, if we could ask the enemy what he thought... If we could just put an ear to the enemy's camp to hear what the enemy would say about Sam. Oh, Sam, we're just praying that he doesn't get on fire, man, because I had a dream last night. I actually had a nightmare that if he wakes up to his calling, if he wakes up that he's a man, God, if he's a God man, if he wakes up to the fact that he's born again, safe, set free, deputized by the courts of Calvary, we are in trouble. Who are you talking about? Sam. Sam. Angus. Ali. James. Katrina. If we could hear what God or the enemy would be saying about Peter. Well, we're just hoping that he doesn't get a wake up call in that C3 Tugra. This guy's from Sydney. We're just hoping. We're just hoping. Sometimes God is trying to reveal to us through dreams what he wants to do around our life. And if we would understand and understand this, that we are so damaging to the kingdom of darkness, if we wake up and stand up into the calling, into our dream and become the people who God assigned us to be, we can actually see and believe and do and manifest what God has always intended us to do. There's nurses here. There's surgeons here. There's lawyers here. See, it's not always the God stuff. It's not always about being a preacher it's about you fulfilling your highest purpose. Top shelf, say top shelf. Top shelf. High pu- say high purpose. Put your hand up right now. Let's all stand, God bless you. Come on, let's all stand. I want my high purpose. Say this, I want my high purpose. This was a little bit like me. Judges 6:15. When God called me to preach the gospel, head up a church it was a bit like this Luke it, had, it, it really was before I discovered who I truly was God had to wake me up big time because I was murmuring and jabbering on I, I can't do this every great man of God would point me out like I pointed Sam out I would get pointed out like that Sam in, in, in between the period of 93, 94, 95, 96 great men of God would call me out you sir, stand up sir bomb bomb bam. okay no it can't be true it can't be true And I would come up with lame excuses like Gideon. But Lord, Gideon asked, how can I save Israel? How can I save the Central Coast? How can I save Tugger and Wild? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh. And I am the least in my family. Is this getting through? Is this getting through? I want to tell you something tonight, that you're the most important person on this planet. You're more important than you think you are. And God wants you to do something important. Say this, I am important. I have something important to do. Jesus, let my dreams live again. Help me believe that I can. Help me believe that I can build a business. Be an entrepreneur. Get a degree. Launch that ministry. Birth that dream. 2 Corinthians 2.11 says, I will go to the vision. Can I have that scripture? Actually, it's my last scripture. 2 Corinthians 2.11. Some people need to do this. I must go on boasting although there is... This is Paul speaking to King Agrippa. I must go on boasting although there is nothing to be gained. I will go. So Say this. I will go onto the visions and dreams and revelations from the Lord. How about we all come out tonight in this place? Our time is done. But I believe as we come out tonight, we're going to step out into our visions and dreams. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Can I have that scripture? As a man thinks, so is he. As a man thinks, so is he. Can you see that scripture? I need it. I need it. Proverbs 23, 7. When Gideon heard how fearful his enemy was of him, it boosted his faith to a place where he could say I believe that I can do anything would you say that after me tonight I can believe I believe I can do anything say it to me after one two three I believe I can do anything say it again I believe I can do anything as a man thinks so he is Proverbs 23 7 Wrong version. Take it off. It doesn't do what it needs to do. Why don't you lift your hands up like this? Father, anoint me to dream, anoint, anoint me to see, anoint me to see things that are not, and to see them as they should be. Open my eyes, open my heart. Let me be bold enough to believe in the greatest purposes and plans that God has for this earth, my world, my family, my church. Lord, help me dream again. Would you say that after me? Lord, help me dream again. I'm going to get a degree. I'm going to be rich. I'm going to prosper. I'm going to be an elite athlete. I'm going to be famous to give all the fame to you, Jesus. Jesus, right now, I'm asking that all the enemy's plans that would come against my dreams, every single strategy from the pit of hell would be dislodged from my life, from my family. Every generational curse comes off. And I stand in the light of the glory of God. And I speak God's destiny. God's destiny in my life. Father, I anoint every single person here and bless them in the name of Jesus. Okay.